Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace, your host. And as always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Lindsay. Hello. And we've made it to episode three. We're back. We're back. So welcome back to the listeners and viewers. In the first episode, we introduced ourselves. In the second episode, we spoke about energies, everything. And the, this notion of fitness generates life's energy. We also touched upon that we were, we were wondering why many people didn't try it more or get into it. But in fact, people, many people have tried. And that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Is this the biggest problem in fitness that we see is this stop-start cycle. So, Mike, many people have tried fitness. Where does it all go wrong? Yeah, well, it's, it's all or nothing, isn't it? And I think that encapsulates the biggest, one of the biggest problems in yeah. fitness is perfectionism or mm-hmm. we, we touched on it before, like, the expectation of, of what it's meant to be and and people go too hard and they burn out fast and they blame their burnout not on their approach but on their character on their lack of willpower or discipline mm-hmm. and so they resolve to try even harder and be even more disciplined on Monday and stricter <laughs> and the cycle goes on and on and on and you know I've certainly been through it myself and I'm sure we'll talk about some of that today yeah I mean, I mean I've I think if you listen to the first episode, you realize that I have this, well, I did have this aggressive all or nothing approach to things. And it was like that all through sort of, maybe until I got to AKR, it was just, I'm doing this, I'm going into this, I'm doing this, I'm learning this. And then, you know, when I hit that first hurdle, oh, well, maybe I'll just try this other thing instead, or, well, this is a better approach, I'll go for this. So. Yeah, definitely. I've been there. I know you've been there, right? Yeah, how many times you we're gonna get into your paleo at some point, are we? Yeah. Well, now I guess. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we've got we, we can we can battle back and forth in this. I was I was keto. Yeah, I, I I don't know like what it is if if how much is how much is the sort of diet and fitness industries and how much is human nature of the way we tackle things. But in my own experience. There was a time, you know, probably 2008, 9, 10, around that period where I was, I was getting into the, this paleo diet. And for me, you know, as, as I said, I, I came into fitness through, through football and trying to improve my performance as opposed to a lot of people get into it from like a physique, a young lads and yeah. bodybuilders or things like that. You just know? quickly, just for, for those who know, what is a paleo diet? Just a quick brief. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it as I go, I All think. Right. Um, in short, a Stone Age sort of diet. I remember it well. I remember it well. I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so, um, yeah, so for me, it, aesthetics were there. I'm not going to lie, like, you know, trying to, try to have a six pack and all that sort of stuff. But it was just, for me, I was like becoming more and more a health freak. And the paleo diet at the time really felt like a good fit for where I was. You know, it was it was like eat from nature and it just seemed seemed to make so much sense and it's it seemed scientific um and i think that's the trouble with a lot of these things it's it's pseudoscience so it's you think it all makes sense and for me at the time i was reading paleo books listening to paleo podcasts and living in this world you know you're fully immersed in it at the time that was your bubble an an echo chamber if you will so it's just everything reinforces what you believe um and so that yeah the paleo diet is based on like living how we've evolved or eating how we've evolved to live. So what, what did 
what did hunter-gatherer men and women eat 10,000 years ago? And okay, so I'm only going to eat um, plants and animals, effectively. And and the, the, the problem is, like, for me, the, the stricter and the more pure I tried to get, the more problems I have. I had so it ends up in this sort of restrict binge cycle so the minute I have a, a piece of chocolate or you know something that wasn't paleo that yeah. wasn't allowed in yeah. and as I'm speaking here you can substitute paleo for any yeah. other diet well yeah looks if I substituted I was I was keto which is a, a no carb at all style I think it was like five grams or something you're allowed per day so it's just a few vegetables even super high fat I would only ever eat like minced cheese uh, tuna mayo <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and, and the thing is the minute you the minute you break your diet, it goes off track. So, so you there, there's this sort of scarcity concept. So, like, let's say um, chocolate's not allowed in my diet, but now I have a piece of chocolate. Yeah. So I've I've ruined today. The perfect record is ruined. That's the mentality, is it? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. word. It's that perfectionism. But then, but then tomorrow, I'm back on track, and there's no chocolate. So then there then there leaves this window of today where it's already ruined and either consciously or subconsciously you'd be as well fill your boots you'd be as well eat all the chocolate today because you're back on strip tomorrow Mm -hmm. and that's and that's what happens and so for for me every time i i strayed and i had a bit of chocolate i couldn't stop myself eating more and more so then it's like ah i'm addicted to this stuff you know and if if you wouldn't tell an alcoholic to have one beer and then stop you would say you you have to abstain and so that was the stage where i was at i was like I just can't eat this stuff. But it just got, the, the more rigid, the more strict I got, the harder and harder, you know, the more the binges were, the worse thing became. And What and was the, the time period of that? Like of, from, from when you started just getting into paleo until you realised, oh, I, I'm not in a great place here with food? I don't know, but I, I, would, I would say that I was probably struggling with my relationship with food for the best part of a decade because of it. And and again, just to reinforce this point for the listener, it's the you think, or I thought, you know, and, and I've seen it with loads of people we've worked with since, they think that the answer is to be even stricter. Mm-hmm. And actually that just compounds the problem the harder you go. And and you know, we're I'm talking diet right now, but this this is this is where people are with with fitness at whole you know it's it's stop start because it's all or nothing and it's, it's perfectionism putting, yeah it's putting too much into it you've got 110 percent, and at one point you're going to fall off and if you fall off you know for a day you beat yourself up and then oh diet starts on monday we'll go again and it just seems to be forever stop start it's, it's it never ends cycle upon cycle upon cycle yeah and i think the main thing is because when when you fall off track you blame yourself as opposed to the approach, you know? So that, for me, never eating, you know, man-made food again is not a realistic approach, right? Never having chocolate or or sweets or whatever it is, is not a realistic approach. But what I thought is I just need to be more disciplined. Yeah. You know? But then that gives you more rules and more restrictions that you, you break quicker or, or more easily because there's more of them more and then and the cycle yeah, yeah. begins again and, and the um, the other thing oh, I forgot what I was going to say there I had another good point in that it'll come back to me <laughs> it sounds exhausting anyway you know what it, it is in 
because you're always seeking perfection, not only like is it exhausting in terms of, you know, trying to do extra research into other options available, but like mentally you just, you, you keep stumbling, you keep stumbling upon this, I keep failing, I keep failing, I keep failing, it's me, it's me, it's me, when really, like you said, it's the approach just isn't right. Yeah, well, I think that's what you're talking about, exhausting is, so the irony is that's a very short-term view and that's part of the problem, but the the exhausting part is doing that repeatedly. Uh-huh. Like I was keeping a journal and I was, I was, you know, this is how the pattern goes. You pick some arbitrary date in the future, like, I don't know, there's some night out, some event, some holiday, some whatever, and you think, ah, right, it's six weeks or eight or 10, whatever, until that date. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn over a new leaf, <laughs> start fresh, I'm going to yeah. be super strict, and I'm, you know, cast a vision of how amazing it's going to be in that date. But what you're doing there is actually, they call it false hope syndrome. You're just building, you feel bad in the moment, yeah. you know, but you're, you're doing that to build yourself up and think, ah, yeah, but here's the plan. And it got to a point for me in my journal, I was like, this must be like the 20th time I've done the same thing and it, and it never goes anywhere. Yeah. I often got the same thing within the six weeks. <laughs> so within that six weeks, like, right, I've got this, I'm going to, I'm knuckling down a weekend or the first, again, the first hurdle, you're like, okay. Right, okay, now I've False got start. the, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to do this, yeah. I've got five weeks, so it's just the same. Yeah. And, and you just keep moving the, the, the end date. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like the, the big important thing that was at the end of May is now, well, actually there's something at the end of June yeah. 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 instead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember what I was going to say before, uh, and, and I think this is part of it as well, especially if we're talking about nutrition, is rules are easier. It's far easier to say, right, here's what I eat and here's what I don't eat than it is to say, I'll eat enough of this and then stop, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, to, to try and figure out what the right amount and being this experimental, you know, listening to your body is, is harder than just like what's, what's black and white. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's what the thing. majority of people do is they've got this strict view on it. It's all or nothing. They're fantastic through the week. They get to the weekend, they're starving they're like, oh, I know, I'll just have this pizza, I'll have this or that. And, and the next thing, it's Monday again, and we go again. And it's the same idea. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, I used to have a laugh with one of my friends where it's like a realisation. And so dieters use the terms good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. like I've, I've been good this week. Yeah. And oh, I've been bad. And, and there's a realisation that what if the good weeks cause the bad weeks? So, for example, the people who start Monday... And they're they're scraping by on you know a cup of soup and a yogurt and a bite of an apple or, or yeah. whatever their strict version of dieting is. Yeah. Plus they're doing their exercise, they're trying to take up running, whatever it is. What happens after five days of that? You're tired and you're hungry. Yeah. So it's inevitable that you're going to blow up at the weekend. You're going to eat all the food that you couldn't eat through the week. Come round Monday, we all know what happens. I'm going to you know start over, be stricter. Yeah, and like I think, I mean, I don't want to bash the fitness industry. It's the industry we're in, but the fitness industry is based kind of roughly on these short-term fixes. That's how they make their money, right? It's buy this plan, it's do this diet, it's that short-term fix. But fitness isn't short-term. Yeah, I think part of that again is it how much is it the consumer just looking for a quick fix, yeah. and and how much is it? you know, okay, here's a diet and things. Like most diets, like you said, can be written off by saying, am I going to do this 
forever. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there's a place to do something for a short period of time. But I think that's one of the biggest problems, you know, we said stop start cycles, but it's, it's short termism is people think that, you know, eating well or exercise or, you know, doing a health kick is something you do for a few weeks or months to get a result because you're getting married or you're going on your holiday or your whatever it is. But then there's no, yeah. Where, where's know, the rest of it? Yeah, what, what, what happens, happens after that? Yeah, what happens after the, yeah. what happens after that date? Yeah. And that's why, as we said, it just goes, it goes on and on and on. And I think the, the big, the big difference, the thing that, that people would, would do well to take on board is this, this idea that fitness is an infinite game. Um, it was something Simon Sinek has a, has a book called Infinite Game and, and he, he really put it well about this idea of finite and infinite games. So take a football match, uh, it lasts 90 minutes, you know, plus stoppages and, and there's a full-time whistle and there's a winner and a loser. Or well. Well, <laughs> maybe a draw. Or it's a draw. But there's a result, yeah. right? Yeah, and so there's an end. And that's how people treat fitness, as we've said, as we've done, yeah. six weeks till this and then I'm... I'm in shape from holidays or, you know, wh whatever it may be. But fitness isn't, it's an, it's an infinite game for, for as long as you live. Mm -hmm. You can't complete it. You can't win it. Of course, you can win competitions and things like that. And there can be milestones and peaks and things along the way, but it goes on. And the problem is that most approaches that people gravitate to are things that help in the short term, but work against lasting in the, in the longer term. So in my story, every time you do one of these sort of really rigid approaches or diets or things, you pick up some baggage yeah. and that baggage makes it much harder. So I didn't follow a paleo diet for 10 years, but it, it took me the best part of that decade to, to sort of resolve all these issues I had around food that, of a consequence of being, being strict. And, and what sort of things have you done in, to help you resolve that? Like, is there like tools or, or things that you've done along the way that's it's helped, that would help the listener if they're in that same position? Um, stop moralizing food. So I think there's a big part of it that's realizing that, you know, foods, there, there are no good and good bad, bad foods. I always love this, what is good? Like, what is good? What is good? Yeah. It's this in general, like what is good? Well, it's context dependent. Yeah, because yeah. If I've just, you know, and I did, you know, play semi-pro football, if I just played a football match, I'm probably better eating a Mars bar than I am eating, you know, some spinach, you know, for example. So it's all context de dependent. And, you know, we're going to spend a future episode talking, you know, specifically on some nutrition steps. Yeah. But I think the, the main thing is, is this big realization that fitness is forever. So, yes, you can do short term things. Which we'll, we're going to speak about that in just a minute. Yeah are those things going to be at a consequence of you being able to build fitness in, in the long term or, or maintain a healthy relationship with food and exercise in the long term? Yeah. So zooming out, how and we've got an analogy we use at AKR. I'm going to let you explain it. That it helps develop this consistency, this practice, and also helps put short-termism into it as well. Yeah, so, so we call it the bus bench and the park bench, and it's... It's a way of looking at it that we borrowed from strength coach Dan John. And in short, the bus bench represents the short-term approach to fitness. So if you're at a bus stop, you're there for a specific purpose because you've got somewhere 
you need to go. No one just goes to hang out at the bus stop. Well, well, unless you're a youth. <laughs> <laughs> you been, you've been in Purehead. <laughs> Park bench, on the other hand, uh, it represents a longer term approach to fitness where it's not so outcome oriented. So you don't go, you don't sit on a park bench to get a result, to go somewhere. You sit there to enjoy the experience. And the problem is that most people hop from bus bench approach to bus bench approach. So short term, intense, outcome focused program over and over again without ever learning the skills required to just show up, to just stay on track, to develop a good relationship with food and exercise. And, and, and yeah, and, that, and that's why they, they don't go anywhere. Because it's a different set of skills. Yeah. Have you, have you, you've, got, you've experienced the park bench and bus bench yourself, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And yeah, how well, it differs between the bus and the park for you? Yeah, so, so park bench is where I spend the majority of my life. And Same. where yeah. what, we, what we practice yeah. and, and try and teach our members here at AKR Fitness, which is, again, especially because people come in with this this stop start this all or nothing the perfectionist approach so so we have a mantra here just show up you know if you feel good you train hard you know you put in a good shift if if you don't you show up you go through the motions you tick the box and you know you live to fight another day um and i think the key is developing these habits and behaviors and skills required to just do that so it's it doesn't need to be perfect just do something you know and we've got a set of skills around nutrition and again the, the just show up mantra around the gym now for the person who who has got you know they they know what it's like to be in the park bench they've developed those skills there is absolutely a place for a bus bench approach for a short-term program so the person who yeah why wouldn't you want to spend six plus weeks getting in shape for you know a wedding for some people which we know people coming in it's really important or for the person who's engaged in their fitness but they're looking for something different they maybe want to train for a marathon or you know we had we had a group of members a few years ago did a it's called the tactical strength challenge here which was a max deadlift uh, max number of kettlebell swings in five minutes plus max pull-ups snatches what did i say swings swings, swings. <laughs> sorry snatches so so deadlift snatches and pull-ups right yeah. And so we absolutely did spend like six weeks or so in the build-up focused and training hard for this, this event and this outcome. You had to, because if you didn't, you'd, you'd fail it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then after the event, we went back on the yeah. park bench. We just showed up. We, you know, we just enjoy the experience of, of training. And I think like that's, that. that's where the magic is on the park bench. And I think you see it all the time. Um, with members coming in and people that have been with us for a while understand that. So for instance, if somebody is coming in for it, like the, one of our members has a wedding coming up yeah. in maybe six, 12 weeks, we'll work with them to help them feel the best version of themselves. But then they're at the top of this, the peak and yeah. what comes after is is a drop. So we hopefully, you know, they've, they've trained with us long enough to understand that, okay, we're just going to bring it back into the park bench and go again kind of thing. Yeah, do you know? I think it's important to add as well is when when we do have members engaging in a bus bench approach, we try and stay away from from the things that do result in baggage. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to say, right, no carbs yeah. for the next <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. It tries to still have a balanced uh -huh. approach. You might be, you might be uh, putting forth more effort and more discipline and working harder, 
after which there's a natural point where you need to back away from that. But when they back away, it's just back to the park bench. It's not like, ooh, you know, angst and, and all that sort of thing that people are left with when, mm-hmm. when they do these, these diets. Extremes. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little bit like uh, notes and music. You know, it's just, it's not a continuous screech. You need to take breaks in the music in order to enjoy the tune. Yeah, exactly. It's not all just bass. Flatter. Depending on what you're into. If if Lindsay's got their playlist, it could be a little bit like that. Yeah. So I think ultimately what we're saying there is the journey is the goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because even if if you've got a shorter term goal, there's still, the the journey doesn't stop in, in fitness. So, so you, I think most people would be far better served to view fitness as an infinite game. And if I'm going to still be exercising, you know, 10, 15, 20, depending on how old you are listening, 30, <laughs> you know, we, we spoke before, it's not just a young person's thing. You know, nah, the, I mean, no. like fit, for me, fitness is it's just grown old gracefully. It's, yeah. you know, being, still being able to, to go for a wander if, if you want to with your loved ones or, you know. Picking up, pick, I was going to say picking up a child, but you know, picking up a child that is related to. <laughs> don't just go pick up any child. Hey, there you go. See you know. So yeah, but just no. Playing with grandkids. Yeah, playing yeah. with grandkids or just just silly, even silly things. Like getting things off the top shelf. You know, you have to do a little jump. I mean, I'm I'm virgin on five foot nine, so like a little jump to the top shelf to get things. Like you want to be able to do these things gracefully, and it's also a chance to learn new skills and learn about yourself as well. And I think the the big thing as well, though, is it takes so much of the pressure off and a lot of the angst. You know, people, you know, we know people for, for the best part of their life, for decades and decades, it's been one diet, one health kick to another, every January, every summer holiday, whatever. And back away from it, say, well, do you know what? This is a 30-year a health kick. Yeah. So it's about sustainability over... You know, it's it's about consistency over intensity. We sometimes say it's about showing up today, no matter how I feel, and just letting go of all the pressure of needing to fit in a certain box in terms of it. You know, yeah. it's like I like to think of it as being kind to your future self. Like, yeah. yeah. Do 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 things today that that your your future self yeah. will thank you yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. Which I mean, like fit, fitness doesn't have to be these massive intense sessions. It could just be a little bit of movement, like we kind of said before. And it's just, it's, it's but even just doing that little bit of movement per day builds the consistency. It, it solidifies that habit. Well, and, and the, the funny thing is, people, people who take that longer term approach in six months from now, or a year from now, whatever, they're going to be in a far, physically, they're going to be in a far better place than the person who, you know, Lost ten kilos, put on twelve. Yeah. Lost. Not know? just physically, but mentally. They've, they've moved more dirt. You know, if you've listened to previous <laughs> podcasts, they've, they've moved more dirt rather than like if you were moving dirt and I just stopped moving it. It's not yeah. going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. But, but the point is not not only is it is it better, you know, mentally, emotionally, it's less stress, less angst. But for most people, they'll get better results because you know, like let's go back to when I'm binge eating. You know, you go super strict for a few days and then you destroy your progress. So in the, in the case of, you know, week on week, I'm not actually not getting going, anywhere. Yeah. No. And, and over a longer period of time, you sicken yourself from it. And so you, you get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's better all around. Uh, I think that's the, the one message that I could give to people. It's to treat fitness like an infinite game and start trying to work on skills that are going to serve you, you know, further down the line rather than just 
on the beach this summer if if you could do that absolutely that's, <laughs> that's allowed yeah that's brilliant i think that's a great place to to wrap this up so overall the message is the journey is the goal and enjoy the journey if you've enjoyed this podcast folks please give us a like a review a five-star rating only only do five-star ratings do we <laughs> five-star ratings allowed it'd be much appreciated next episode we are we're going to talk about managing things that are normal like the down days the the, the lack of motivation and things and just to help keep you on track so hopefully you'll get some tips and tricks from there and if you've got anybody who would like this podcast please feel free to share it with them as well and we'll see you on the next one